0: Welcome to New York This, this is the Devils Devil State, State of Mind, Mind podcast. podcast, brought to brought you, to by, you the by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now, now, here's your, your host, host, Neil Villapiano. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your boy neil villapiano and a welcome to another edition of the devil's state of mind podcast right here on the hockey podcast network the best place to get everything you need to know about your new jersey devils i hope you guys as always are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode thank you guys as always for taking time out of your day Check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly appreciate. Also, I'm recording this on Sunday, May 8th, 2022, which is officially Mother's Day. So I want to send a special happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there, all of you who have mothers as well, and everybody out there. I hope you all had or are having a fantastic Mother's Day. We love you all very, very much. This episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by the awesome people over at DraftKings Sportsbook. With the NBA playoffs already into the second round and the Stanley Cup playoffs is well underway, DraftKings gives you unbelievable opportunities to get huge cash prizes. So if you want to make some extra dough this week and if you feel like You know what you're talking about when it comes to making predictions and uh, winning a little bit of cash while doing it. Go to DraftKings right now, sign up, use our promo code THPN, and tell them Neil Villapiano sent you. This is probably going to be um, a relatively short episode because... For for us speaking about it in the uh, in Devil's Land, this is now into the off season. Um, the next big thing for us, which we're going to talk about a little bit, is the draft lottery coming up this Tuesday. And uh, I know for some of us, including myself, it's not something that we necessarily are looking forward to uh, watching because honestly, we've been down this road before, and this is nothing new to us. Um, But it is obviously still something worthy enough to talk about. And the fact that uh, it'll be the last thing that really the Devils will be involved with until June, uh, later on um, in late June or I think early July, when the NHL draft happens. So we'll talk about that um, a little bit. But there's also a pretty interesting rumor that I wanted to discuss with you guys about somebody who I think to some could be considered an impact player if he indeed uh, ends up in New Jersey. So I think that's something to to definitely talk about. We're also going to be previewing the Utica Comets first round, or yeah, I guess you'd say first round matchup in the Calder cup playoffs because at least we do have the Utica Comets uh, with an opportunity to make a run at a championship. And like I mentioned a few seconds ago, we will be previewing very quickly um, the NHL Draft Lottery and give you guys everything you need to know um, prior to Tuesday's uh, lottery. So, as always, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get Rolling, so let's kick things off with the rumor because I think that's probably out of the three things we are discussing, might be for most of you the most interesting thing to talk about. So let's take you back to this past Saturday night, uh, May 7, 2022. Uh, Sportsnet, which is up in Canada, which is one of the big networks that's covering the Stanley Cup playoffs for Canadian viewers. Um, they were talking uh, during the day, during one of the games, I think it was like an intermission. um, They were having Elliot Friedman's 32 thoughts. Um, So, and this was actually, I guess you'd say, the Hockey Night in Canada's um, edition of 32 thoughts with Elliot Friedman. Elliot Friedman, again, working for Sportsnet, has a podcast and uh, also writes about 32 thoughts, which basically goes over every single team in the NHL, which is good because then, you know, he has something to say about every single team. So again, Saturday night, uh, Hockey Night in Canada had Elliot Freeman and also Jeff Merrick, another um, hockey reporter for Sportsnet on talking about some different uh, news you know, involving some of the teams in the playoffs and also put um, some rumors as well or at least hypotheticals, so to speak. And uh, one did involve the New Jersey Devils, and and it went like this. Jeff Merrick reported on Hockey Night in Canada's edition of 32 Dots that the Devils have expressed interest in Minnesota wild forward Kevin Fiala. Now, we've talked about Kevin Fiala before, and we have talked about the fact that the Devils have expressed interest in the past of acquiring the talented winger. Merrick said that he has been told that the Devils, quote, really do like, end quote, Fiala and mentions that New Jersey Devils general manager Tom Fitzgerald recently said this past week he will explore potentially trading the team's first-round pick this year for an, quote, impact player, end quote. We talked about it in the last episode when Tom Fitzgerald spoke to the media on Thursday morning. And uh, again, that was kind of like the last thing that um, he could really say. And that was something that um, Tom Fitzgerald emphasized that uh, he's very much willing to move on from his first round pick. If the right player, players, whatever the case may be um, come to uh, come available, so to speak. And Fitzgerald also mentioned that you go back two years ago when the devils had, two first-round picks, that he was willing to move one of them. Well, we had three first-round picks, but the um, 18th that would eventually become the 20th pick uh, in 2020, he said pretty much out loud that he is willing to move them for the right players. Tom Fitzgerald is constantly looking for guys that can come in and make major impacts, whether that is drafting a guy or um, you know trading the pick to acquire an NHL-ready player. Or, you know, again, just to kind of simplify it, somebody who's already in the NHL and is established. Um, and Kevin Thiala is an established player in the National Hockey League. Fiala is also a fellow countryman, excuse me, of Devils captain Nico Kiescher. They are both from Switzerland. Um, We have talked about some of the, we've talked about another Swiss-born player in Timo Meyer. If you remember back last summer, there was constant reports, constant rumors, even up until the day of the draft uh, last year, that the Devils were very much uh, in talks with San Jose about acquiring Timo Meyer, who had a phenomenal season in San Jose with the Sharks. Now, obviously Timo Meyer could still very well be moved. I think the San Jose Sharks have to come to the realization, especially after this year, that it is time to rebuild. You have one of the oldest rosters in the NHL. You do have some talent that can definitely get you a decent haul and you don't have picks. So there's that. But we're not talking about Timo Meyer. We are focusing on Kevin Fiala, who is, again, like I mentioned, a fellow countryman from Switzerland, along with Devils captain Nico Hischer. To give you some more context as to where Kevin Fiala stands at the end of the season, he will be a restricted free agent. So, the Minnesota Wild will still have his rights, but any team can also throw out an offer sheet. And if the Wild decide to not match that offer sheet, then the, the team that gave the player an offer sheet will then get the player, but also will have to give up draft compensation depending on um, where the player's status is in the NHL. Um, I would say probably as the summer progresses um, and things like that, and maybe we get some more ideas as to where uh, this could go. We'll prob we'll, we'll be able to discuss this in greater detail. Maybe we'll get a couple of guys on the podcast, you know, a couple of guests to maybe uh, discuss this as well. Um, but yeah, uh, the Minnesota Wild um, ha- still have his rights even after the year, but. There have been several reports throughout the last year and change that Kevin Fiala does want a long-term deal and that the Wild, they do want to sign him, but they also don't seem like that they're interested in signing a long-term deal with Kevin Fiala. Um, Like I said, the Wild have expressed interest in wanting to re-sign him, but here is the major point that Merrick emphasized when talking about Kevin Fiala. The wild going into next season will be in a massive cap crunch because of the buyouts of Zach Parise and Ryan Souter. If you remember, they were both bought out uh, before uh, this past season began, and uh, it wasn't going to, they were able to prog- um, prolong it so that they didn't have to um, deal with it this year, that they would deal with it next year. And that's a really tough place to be because you look at the Wild right now, they're tied at two games apiece in their first round series with the St. Louis Blues. They have championship aspirations. This is not a franchise that is looking to just try to make a long run in the playoffs. This is a franchise that believes that they are capable of making a long run to the Stanley Cup Finals. And I could definitely see them doing that with the team that they have constructed right now. But once they get to the offseason, once really any, everybody gets to the offseason, then the while they are going to have to make some really tough decisions. And again, I think Kevin Fiala probably knows that there's a very good chance that he will probably, if he wants a long-term deal with a decent um, upgrade in salary because he signed a one-year deal this year for $5 million, he will probably have to go somewhere else. So there is, um, there is that situation. Um, so it's kind of uh, a question of what are the Minnesota wild going to do again? They're not going to worry about it right now because they're in the middle of the playoffs, but from the devil's perspective, this is obviously, obviously something that will be, um, that will be focused on. And I wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't something that uh, needs to be talked about. Kevin Fiala had one of his best seasons of his career. He finished with 33 goals and 52 assists for 85 points. And he played in every single game this season. Kevin Fiala had a phenomenal year and he definitely, um, did it in, you know, a walk year, which is kind of typical when you see guys that are going to be free agents the following year, they, a lot of the time, they end up having a really big year because they're trying to prove that they're worth a huge amount of money or at least a decent amount of money. And Kevin Fiala certainly did that. The biggest knock, I think, on Kevin Fiala, well, I guess you'd say there's probably two considering, um, No, the people that I've talked to and tried to get opinions from a lot of people about Kevin Fiala is simply this. Fiala, for the majority of his career, has been somewhat inconsistent. He was inconsistent in Nashville. And even when he first got to Minnesota, just wasn't really, you know, being the consistent goal scorer that he needs to be. Now, if you look at Fiala's stats in general, Fiala would well be, you know, without any debate, the best player on the Devils this season, considering if you look at from the goals perspective, assists and points in general, he would far and away be the best player on our team. So there's no question about the fact that he could definitely be a guy that could help this team mightily. But is Kevin Fiala the major impact player that the Devils are looking for, especially when you look at some of the other options that, that could potentially be available this offseason. And I'm talking about the likes of a guy like Johnny Gaudreau, um, Matthew Kachuk, uh, Patrick Laine to a much lesser extent, considering that I think that Columbus will definitely re-sign him. I, I think that it would be ludicrous for them to let him go. Um, but there's a possibility William Nylander could very well be available if the Leafs really have to make a, a major change with their cap situation. That's to name a couple of uh, Philip Forsberg as well. I apologize. Philip Forsberg as well um, will, could potentially be a free agent this year and uh, test the market. Um, and for a guy like Philip Forsberg, he would be, I believe, he would be an unrestricted free agent. So that, and same thing with Johnny Gaudreau. So, obviously, it would be it would make more sense in a way to go after those guys for the main reason that you wouldn't have to give up draft picks. But I think when you look at the Devils as a whole, and we've talked about this several times, that I don't think the Devils should necessarily worry about draft picks that much moving forward because if you are trying to get out of a rebuild finally and actually win and make the playoffs, giving up a first-round pick or two – Will will you know? Long term, probably won't be that big of a deal because if you're getting into the playoffs every single year, your pick's going to be in the late teens, early twenties um, to even go as far as you know the 32nd pick if you go on to win the Stanley Cup, which won't necessarily hurt you when it comes to drafting and all that. Still in the later rounds, plus the Devils have um, at times been able to do a pretty bang up job of getting some really good players in the later rounds. So that's something to keep in mind, but. I'm rambling on about nonsense. The reality is simply this to put it simply, the devils need a couple of more impact players, certainly on the offensive side and most definitely in net and the devils are and have, you know, so RFAs as well with regards to Jesper Bratt and also miles Wood. I really don't think that Pavel Zaka stays. And that's just the way that I look at it. Um, when I look at, what the Devils could do to acquire said Kevin Fiala, I think the better thing to do, honestly, is to trade for him, not offer sheet him. Although Jeff Merrick said that Tom Piccio would probably consider him an offer sheet type player as well. So there is the possibility. I think it all depends on what the Devils feel most comfortable doing if they do indeed try to go after Kevin Fiala. Um, but I think that it would make a lot more sense for the Devils to make a trade to acquire the rights to Kevin Fiala and then sign him which I think, I feel like Kevin Fiala would be okay with coming to New Jersey because it would give him a chance with the amount of power space that we have, we would very much easily be able to give him what he wants. And we don't know what he's looking for. We don't know what his agents are looking for, what he personally is looking for. But he also would have some familiarity, as we mentioned a few moments ago, with the fact that he would be playing with somebody like Nico Heischer. Now, here's the thing. When you look at the top six, we've talked about this before, top six, we're looking for impact scoring. I think it's more impact scoring for Nico Heischer because Nico Heischer, as we all know, is not considered to be a major goal scorer. He had over 20 goals this year. One of the four players on this team scored 20 or more goals. There's nothing saying that he's not capable of becoming a really good goal scorer, but I don't think that's his first goal major um, thing that he brings to the table. Very, very good playmaker. Really, really good on face-offs. I told you before that he has the ability to become a Selkie Trophy winner. He has become that good at face-offs, um, but he needs help on the wings. He needs help from a goal-scoring perspective, and he's built great chemistry with, you know, Jesper Bratt. But if you're expecting Jack Hughes to be your number one center, and then you have Nico Heischer, I would expect Jesper Bright to be on the top line with Jack Hughes. So where does that leave Nico Heischer? Well, if you add a guy like Kevin Fiala, although maybe Kevin Fiala would end up being your top right winger, unless you want to make Sharon Govich your top right winger, which I wouldn't have a problem with, you you at least are acquiring a guy that has chemistry, who's played in international competition with Nico Heischer, right? And could certainly give that goal scoring help that Nico needs to really amp up his game and his stats and vice versa. And when you look at Fiala, he had 33 goals, which again is more than any player the Devils had this year. And he also had 52 assists. That's pretty damn impressive. So this guy was 15 points shy of his first career, 100 point season. And look, I get that people might wonder to themselves, is it a fluke? It's possible. Is it likely? I don't think so. I think Kevin Fiala is just entering the prime of his career, and the Devils need to take you know, risks like this, even though I don't really think this is a risk. They need to take risks like this if they want to get out of being a bottom dweller and getting into the playoffs. If we're to believe from what Damon Severson said in his end of the season presser that the rebuild is over, he definitively said that, then you have to make moves like this. And there's other things obviously the devils need to do like getting new assistant coaches need that. We need to hire the right guys. We need help in net. We need a little bit of help in defense. Maybe not a whole lot. Maybe the answer to the devil's defense in the bottom four is from within, which is fine. I think the defense is is honestly really solid the way it is. It improved a lot in my opinion, overall, like I mentioned before, we were top 15 in penalty kill and Pretty solid in defense. Elaine Nazardeen had a lot to do with that, but you know, obviously Nazardeen is no longer here. And I think again it was right to get some new voices in here if you want to make that next step. But again, going back to Kevin Fiala, I think the Devils should absolutely try to acquire a guy like this. I think the Devils should try to acquire, uh, go after um, well, not necessarily go after every single player, but I think they should attempt to go after. All of these impact guys, because you are at the point where you have some of the most cap space in the NHL. You are still the youngest team in the National Hockey League. And even if you add a guy like Fiala or a Matthew Kachuk or a Philip Forsberg or um, a Johnny Gaudreau, you're still going to be one of the youngest teams in the National Hockey League because your main core is still incredibly young and your main core is younger than most of the impact players I just named, or I think all of them. I'm not totally sure. Maybe maybe not Matthew Tkachuk, but that's my point. So when I look at this, and again, this was not something where the Devils have talked to Fiala or anything like that. Because again, Fiala is with the Wild, and the Wild are in the playoffs right now. But. Jeff Merrick looked at it. He has reliable sources. He's talked to people. And I'm almost 100% positive that Tom Fitzgerald at this very moment is spending a lot of time scouting players during the playoffs and obviously throughout the league and figuring out what type of impact players are available. What guys are going to be available? What do we think we need to do? So for me personally, I think they should definitely make a run at Kevin Fial. I would I would be more for trading for Kevin Fiala for his rights and then signing him then offer him because then you have to give up multiple, you know, picks, which is kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Um, Obviously, you'd love for him to be just a UFA. So all you have to do is give up money, but that's just sometimes not how it goes. And again, Fiala is not the only option here, but he has been linked to the Devils. That is why we're talking about it. And as far as what would the Devils give up, what would be, not an ideal trade for the Devils, but what I think could be enticing to the Minnesota Wild is simply that you could offer the first round pick for this year. And I think when you look at the first round pick, I think if it's top five, I think the Devils may not necessarily move it unless they're getting a massive deal. And I don't think Kevin Fiala just by himself is worth the fifth, you know, the fifth fourth, third, second, or even first overall pick in this draft, you know, just going off of that. But I think if it's like I think if it's like six or seven, like let's say we drop, I think that's totally fine. So you move the first round pick, and I think you also include Pavel Zaka, and because again, Pavel Zaka will be a lot cheaper um, as a winger than Kevin Fiala. Um, he will also be a restricted free agent, which would then allow the wild to have his rights and then be able to negotiate a deal that I think would be fair for not only the wild from their cap situation, but I think fair for Pavel Zaka. I think Zaka needs to change. It's been seven years and he still is not the player that we thought he was. And I think it's time for him to go. And I think that would work. Do I think the devils need to get more than Kevin Fiala in this deal? Maybe, maybe they get like a second or a third round pick as well with Kevin Fiala, but I think that it would be better for the devils to, um, Acquire Kevin Fiala in a trade to get trade for his rights and then sign him, but I wouldn't make the deal either if Kevin Fiala would sign. That's the other thing, because if you think about it, I think there was a situation. Yeah, there was a situation last year with the Carolina Hurricanes. They traded Alex Nedeljkovic to the Detroit Red Wings for the rights to sign Jonathan Bernier, and as we all know, Jonathan Bernier did not sign with the. Uh, Caroline Hurricanes, he ended up coming to us here in New Jersey. Um, I'm not saying that was a bad move, because it certainly wasn't. Uh, but again, that is a possibility. You don't want to trade assets like that if you don't feel confident that you can sign the guy. Now, again, I don't think the Devils make any moves like this until they get somebody like Jesper Bratt and even probably Miles Wood, you know, signed. I think after that, you'd feel better because then you know, OK, this is the amount of cap space that we have available for us to acquire outside talent, trades, free agency, whatever, because in that you don't have to think about it. I think that's the way we're going to. I think that's the way the devils are going to operate. I could be wrong. could totally be wrong. But when you look at it and we'll talk about it in a couple of minutes, the NHL draft lottery is this Tuesday. You know, a lot of what I just said about maybe trading the first-round pick, a lot of it's going to depend on where do the Devils fall in this draft? I think I'm more interested in just where the Devils fall in general than anything because then it will allow all of us, to that, including the Devils, obviously, to really figure out, okay, where, okay, now we know where we are. What is the value that we could get if we move the pick? What is the value if we keep the pick and draft somebody? Is there somebody in this draft that could come into the NHL right away and be, and help us. Cause I honestly, I don't know. I don't know. This doesn't seem like that type of drought. I think 2023 seems more like it, but I could be wrong. I could totally be wrong, but um, let me know what you guys think on Twitter at devil state and also on Instagram at devil state of Mind. I would love to hear what you guys have to say about potentially acquiring a guy like Kevin Fiala and what he could potentially bring to this team. But This is something that uh, was mentioned, and it's something to keep your eye on as the offseason progresses. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN to bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So now we shift to... The second topic I wanted to discuss with you guys today, and that is a quick preview of the Utica Comets playoffs. So, again, the Utica Comets, they were able to win their division. They finished as, I believe, they certainly finished towards the top of the Eastern Conference. Again, also finishing towards the top of the entire AHL. Had a tremendous first year as being the Devils affiliate once again, and I believe this is also the first time in four years that Utica has actually made the playoffs. So this is, uh, again, really, really great year for the Utica Comets. Tremendous for the Devils when it comes to the development of the young talent that we have down in the farm system, and it's great just as Devils fans that we get at least somebody that you know has you know involved with the Devils that is going to be playing in the playoffs. Um, all the games will be on A- AHL TV. Um, you can actually uh, purchase a subscription for, I believe, $29.99. Um, and uh, you could watch those games if you want, um, or just follow on social media as well at Utica Comments on uh, on Twitter and also, I think, on Instagram as well. Um, because the Comments had such a great season and finished towards the top of the Eastern Conference, they actually got a bye in the first round. So I guess that's kind of how it works because the AHL playoffs is a lot longer. Um, so they got a bye in the first round of, um, of the playoffs. So now we're into round two. Uh, round two actually has already gotten in the way. Some teams have already played two games in round two. Um, the Comets matchup will be the Rochester Americans, one of their rivals, uh, which is the Buffalo Sabres affiliate. Um, and yes, that'll be the round two matchup in the Calder Cup playoffs. First round is a five game series, best of five. So whoever gets the three wins first, Advances with three of the games being in Utica and two being in Rochester. Game one will be uh, Tuesday, I believe. Um, this upcoming Tuesday, it will be in Utica. And then after that, the next game, Game Two, it's on Saturday. The scheduling is very weird because there's so many teams. Um, and you got that. But here's the thing you need to understand the first two, well, let's say the first two rounds, rounds two and rounds three. Are divisional series, so you got to go through your division first. You got to face somebody in round two in your division, and then that, and then you move on to the final four, so to speak. So again, it would be uh, the top two, the top, the top two teams in each um, division that come out on top. So the winner of this series will either play the Syracuse Crunch or Laval Rocket in the North division final, that series has already been underway with the first two games out of the way. That series is tied at a game apiece. So again, Utica plays the Rochester Americans in round two or the first round uh, for them of the Calder cup playoffs. Again, best of five series, first team to win three games moves on first two games in uh, Utica games, three and four will be in Rochester. And if there is, if they need to go to a decisive game five, Game five will also be in Utica, and every game will be in Utica. Every game will be what they call a whiteout. So kind of like what you see in Winnipeg, there will be fans everywhere in the stadium, in the arena, wearing white shirts, playoff shirts, getting the whiteout going. So it should be a lot of fun. Like I mentioned before, I'm really going to try to get up there and see a playoff game. I was talking to Scott Kinville of uh, Marty's Illegal Hockey Stick podcast. He was talking to me, he was asking me if I'm going. I'm definitely going to try to make the, the trip up there because I want to experience that, want to experience Utica Comets game and just uh, be able to enjoy that whole experience. And who knows, might be able to do an episode or two up there while I'm there. So we, we shall see. But again, let's see what the Comets can do. A lot of high expectations after such a tremendous season, that long winning streak to begin the year, and really guys just blossoming so well. There was so much hope, excitement, and expectations for this team to make a long run in the playoffs. But it starts on Tuesday, this Tuesday, game one of round two against the Rochester Americans. If you guys are going to that game, show your enthusiasm, show your pride, and get behind this team. And hopefully this will be the first of what should be a very, very long playoff run that should hopefully lead to a Calder Cup championship for the Utica Comets. And the last thing that I wanted to quickly preview slash just give you information for is what we've already mentioned several times, and that is the 2022 NHL Draft Lottery. I know for a lot of us, it really isn't that exciting um, because with the fact that two of the last five, six years, the devils have finished with the first overall pick. So if the devils were to win it again, I mean, would I be happy about it? I, I mean, it'd be cool. That means that we probably end up with Shane, Wright. Uh, that also probably means we don't trade the first, our first round pick, unless again, we're getting somebody massive. Um, and we just kind of go from there. Um I expect the Devils to be um, finishing either with the fifth, sixth, or seventh overall pick. Um, obviously, with the way the draft lottery is now, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of movement that could happen where you have a team that's like fifteenth or or tenth that moves all the way into the top three. Although it's still very, it's still possible. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen. There wasn't that much excitement. Last year, if you remember, we finished with the fourth overall pick, which was where we were expected to be. Um, I think that the most likely outcome is probably we end up with the fifth overall pick, which is fine, which is absolutely fine, because then we're either going to get another uh, very talented young player uh, that could help us down the road or even now, depending on who, who that player is. And we'll obviously preview prospects and talk about who we may want and everything like that. Um or obviously it again gives us a chance to then see what teams are willing to give us. If we're going to move the, the, the first, uh, our first round pick Um, to give you just information for those of you that are interested in watching. I mean, I'm going to watch, obviously it's involving with the devil. So I'm going to watch. It'll be this Tuesday, uh, May 10th at 7 PM Eastern, 4 PM Pacific time on ESPN at the NHL network studio in Secaucus, New Jersey. So there's a fun fact for all of you. And the Devils come into it with the fifth best odds at an 8.5% chance to get the number one overall pick. The top two teams with the highest odds are the Arizona Coyotes and the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, The Philadelphia Flyer, uh, Seattle Kraken uh, is there, as well as the Philadelphia Flyers. So the Devils are right there. So it'll be interesting. Also, it's kind of funny that uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have to be involved in this. Obviously, I don't think they're going to move at all. I mean, if they move from 16 to, what, top three, we know it's rigged. I mean, obviously. But, uh, again, for anybody who's watching, including myself, I'm not saying this to be negative. It's just don't expect us to jump to number one, okay? If we jump to, like, top three, that's a win in itself. Um, The Devils don't need the first overall pick. I know that Shea Wright is a very talented hockey player, but at the same time, we've been there and done that already twice. Um, It can be exciting if we try to make it to be, but let's just watch. Let's see what happens, and then we'll go from there, all right? So, again, this year's draft lottery will be this Tuesday, uh, the 10th of May at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. So make sure you guys tune in. More at that and again the devils come in with the fifth best odds at a eight and a half percent chance to get the number one overall pick so we shall see where the devil's finish in this draft lottery and like I said before then we'll go from there.